following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. You're listening to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, episode 166. I'm not entirely sure how this works legally. The 24-7 Tsunami stream has added an encore showing of the entire Tsunami block for your viewing enjoyment. Speaking of your enjoyment, we hope you enjoy episode 64 of the Tsunami Show Rundown, which recently popped up in our podcast feed. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Ed Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Mr. Toonami Faithful Podcast, Jim Nelson. And back for a second week, surprisingly enough. Caboose Jr., yay, you guys love me. No, we don't. We just pimp you tonight. No, we love you. are just the only person that's also available on Skype right now. How about that? <laughs> no. How no, no. about that? You know, I tried to get Colt. I tried to get Ryan. Once again, Paul and Jen are not available. Jen's sick I, again. This is sorry, yeah. Jen. Feel better. Yeah, we hope. I'm she making up better. for all the times that you asked. Yeah, you are making up. Yeah, I couldn't because I was. I don't know. You were being Wait, antisocial. I, <laughs> I don't think that is just... You just don't love us, man. Really? No, it was really bad scheduling. As in, like, I was not in my room for wait, once. Wait a minute, you mean you actually left out the confines of your room? Yeah. It's astonishing. I know. This guy actually became a daywalker. Do you consider him a hikikomori? Yeah, I still consider him a hikikomori. Even oh, Sato okay. went out a few times and welcomed to the NHK. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Caboose, I am still going to steal your wall. Okay. <laughs> And begins a new running joke. You gonna require the queen? <laughs> <Quain. laughs> yes, the crane has multiple, the crane has multiple uses now. You gonna require the queen? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> I will do him. <laughs> All the many characters that talk like that that could be referenced. Huh? <laughs> Doctor Wowie. <laughs> yes, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Hey, look, Mega Man! Scotch, Scotch, what are you doing, Scotch? Uh, I don't know. I just can't get over that southern voice you did last week. Southern voice? I don't remember. I think it's gonna be a wild ride. <laughs> Thank goodness y'all didn't hear my southern draw. Yeah. yeah, you better would never let me forget that I actually started sounding country. <laughs> sure. But you know what else is country? And a wild ride. Mm. It's Akame Got Kill! I guess that does work. Alright, Akame Got Kill. Recap now. Akame Got Kill, Episode 5, Kill the Dream. Tatsumi trains with Shell, who is terrible at pretty much everything but killing people. During a meeting later on, Tatsumi tries to use Zenk's Imperial Arm Spectator, but it rejects him. After learning more about the Imperial Arms and about some of the dangerous individuals that use them, Tatsumi declares his intention to find an Imperial Arm that could resurrect the dead, only to be shot down immediately. Apparently, you just can't do that. <laughs> Once you're dead, you're dead. Someone was watching too much Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> Shell later comforts Tatsumi as he copes with the reality that he'll never be able to see his friends again. 
And the following day, Tatsumi and Leone go out patrolling through her old stomping grounds and become separated. Then Tatsumi is aided by a member of the Imperial Guard named Seryu, who possesses a biological dog-like Imperial arm that she named Koro. She guides him back to the marketplace before running off. It is then revealed that Seryu's mentor was Captain Ogre, and she intends to seek vengeance for his death. Mm. The plot thickens. Yes. yes. Yeah, I can say that now. It's a comic I kill is going to get more serious. Mm-hmm. You probably won't see as much of the um, comedy. Silliness. You know, yeah. But you're going to still get a little bit here and there, but... Like know. mine getting washed away with the laundry. How does that work? <laughs> I, I don't know. You put, what, you put the laundry in the river, and then, I don't know, maybe the river floods? I don't know. At least that's more believable than if she was using a washing machine. Good point. Yeah. yeah, it's like, by the way, she stuffed mine into a washing machine. Yes, and also, people, we got a sneak peek at his boobs. Oh, yeah. She sure did. We got, oh, S legs, too. And she yeah. knows how to use them. Entrance. Dude, she turned dude into a dog, man. Hell no. I was like, this bra been watching Fifty Shades of Grey. No. <laughs> It's you a, do not do that. It's a reverse Fifty Shades of Grey. Bizarro World Fifty oh. Shades of Grey, if you will. Dude, I, I feel like we've been making too many Fifty Shades of Grey references lately. I'm sorry, man, but they just keep on coming up. Uh, the shows well, are giving the us... The wrong shows. The shows are giving <laughs> us the material. You have to do this. Yeah. Can't really help it, I suppose. I know. I was like, ain't no way in the world I would have licked the boots of my own. And I was like, you look here. I would have snapped out. I was like, kill me. Kill me. Ain't no way. I'd have had people bow at my boots, but that's not about to happen to me. S-Death probably would have left you alive. <laughs> yeah, she would have left me alive, man. That, that's just a shame, dude. Yeah. I, would have, I would have been ashamed to be left alive. Have you ever noticed how, especially in anime, when somebody is like, kill me, come on, do it, kill me, they don't do it? And yet, yep. death always strikes whenever you least expect it in anime. The people, yeah, the people you actually want to live. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, you're cool, I hope you live. Oh no, you died! And then there's one guy who like actively seeks out death, and he never gets it. I think it comes from the little... The sweet release. It comes from the little side, you know, samurai way of thinking, you know, mm-hmm. go into battle and expect death and you'll come out alive. Go out, go into battle and expect to live and you'll die. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind that of my sense. thinking on it. That makes sense. Interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Caboose, what were your thoughts on this episode? Uh, well, I did enjoy it. Shell is definitely my favorite character out of the bunch. You and your Mega Nako. <laughs> my what now? Clumsy <laughs> Mega Nako. Sure. Not to mention she's kind of yonder in a little bit, because she is mostly unstable. Yeah, but she's like, yeah. I'm only good at killing staff. It's a, it's a, <laughs> a really interesting skill set you got. <laughs> I seriously have to question how she suddenly was able to just kill people when she had no prior training. But uh, yeah. Maybe she's know. born with it. Maybe it's killing people. <laughs> Yeah, you know, some people actually have what we call a natural killing instinct. And the fact that she blacked out, man, it's kind of like muscle memory. That she hmm. just has. 
Yeah, she just <laughs> trust me, dude. How do you how do your muscles remember something you've never done, dude? I can chuck a fucking spear in. I've like never had spear training. Could you like, now? Uh, yeah, like prove it. Mixer, <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. Next time you see me with a spear in my hand, you'll understand why. Next time I see you with a spear in your hand, I'm just going to run. Oh, don't worry about it. It's the flesh spear, baby. It's a, Come yeah, here, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe that's what yeah. he meant all along. <laughs> Maybe you stay yeah. away from my wall. Hey, I'm going to take your wall, and that's it. You're probably I'm... just going to use that spear to just chip it away. No. And just. <laughs> I'm going to do all kinds of things with that wall, dude. Right. Well, do not be talkbacks. <laughs> First one from Gamer for Life, one, two, three. The Millennium Eye is very itchy. <laughs> yes, it is. Because it's time to duel. It's only itchy though. It's not it's not that bad because it doesn't actually let you see people naked, just their underwear. Well, there was some sex underwear. Well, Tatsumi's got to be grateful for what he can get. (laughs) I was grateful just to see it. (laughs) But the thing is, being around Leone like I assume he is, I'm just thinking to myself, hmm, wouldn't he be a little bit desensitized to that? Nah, not with Leone's bod. (laughs) Why didn't he look at Leone? What are you doing, Tatsumi? Maybe he was trying to avoid looking at Bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Not like Bullet walks around without a shirt all the time, right? <laughs> hey, what can I say, man? It's like BK yeah. Dandy. <laughs> he is. Yes, he is. Every single time I see Bullet, I fully expect Ian Sinclair's voice to come out of him, and it doesn't happen. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I like David Wall, yeah. but... He's good, I, yes, but just the character design, you know? Exactly. Nothing against David Wall. It's really, just the character really design. Expect it's all Ian because Sinclair's of Dandy. Voice. Yeah, dude, just a chorus of lonely nights, man. Seriously. <laughs> well, we have a new contender. I I don't believe this person has ever submitted a talkback before. This one comes from at Melly underscore Jose underscore 16. I don't know who was worse, Nui from Kill a Kill or Siryu from Akamiga Kill. Nui cheated. <laughs> Nui was That's a cheater the cheater. whole way through. We have just met Seriu. We don't know much about her, so I'm gonna withhold judgment on that. Mm, yeah, right. best we withhold judgment on that one. But she already seems to have a bit of a something. It's it's Seriu's. She's Seriu's way worse. Really? Does yeah. she does she <laughs> cheat like uh, Nui I'm does? Not, I'm not I'm not spoiling it. I know. Okay. Well, as long as she doesn't cheat like uh, Nui does, but at least Nui somewhat got her comeuppance when she got her arms chopped off. Well, it's kind of hard to keep ah. track of how crazy people are in a comic kill. Yeah. Like spoiling it. Okay. We'll find out. We'll find out. But she seems so innocent and normal, right? No one's normal in Akamega yeah. Kill. Except the people that die. <laughs> yeah. hey, what about that rich girl at the first episode? You she think was normal. She's like, oh, she was, she's so innocent. Oh, uh, no, you could tell something was up with her right away. <laughs> but I digress. This talkback comes from our dear friend Jennifer Tarzana. Bullot entering the scene with muscles glistening in the sun. Yes, please. Good episode. Yes. 
What can I say? I ain't gonna lie. Even I got a man crush on Bulat and those glistening muscles in the sun. <laughs> It's like, sir, can I please just all your muscles? <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting contrast from his character that he plays in One Piece, which is Polly, and Polly's all like, "Don't show skin." Yeah, <laughs> the lad is not ashamed to show skin. <laughs> this one comes from Derek Sicknick. Well, I think it's safe to say we all want to be chained by as death. Not me. I'm not really I, into that. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't into that. Right there, BDSM. <laughs> Too much DUI involved, or DIY involved. DUI <laughs> <laughs> involved. Under the <laughs> yes, I would have to be drunk to enjoy it. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Dude, I couldn't get drunk enough to even freaking enjoy it. I'm sorry, but no. I'd have to be blackout drunk. But then again, yeah. I wouldn't enjoy it, so. Dude, the only thing I like is a couple of claw marks in my back and some biting, but that right there, yeah. nope! Then decapitated by a kick, you know? <laughs> and lastly, we have this one from Inuyasha-san87. I wish Shell would scissor me. Wow, dude. Smiley face. Wow, Does that not... mean you're a girl? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh, Inuyasha is a freaking split tail. <laughs> the truth comes out. I know, Maybe right? Maybe you should have thought about that one. <laughs> scissor me timbers! <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yes, we know to your appreciation. <laughs> I like that little moment when she like looked at Tatsumi when she lost her glasses and was like, "Look at this face! This face is beautiful." Yeah. And Tatsumi's all like, "Okay." <laughs> it just makes me think of uh, when Johnny Bravo crossed over with Scooby Doo. My glasses! I can't see without my glasses. My glasses! Yes. I can't be seen without my glasses. That was the best. <laughs> I can't be seen without my glasses. That has got to be the best play on that line that has ever been used. Oh, <laughs> uh, Johnny Bravo. Love that, that show. Stuff. Uh, yep. And it had Adam so it West. Be following the trend of Tatsumi trains with somebody else, learns a little bit about them. Usually they have a very sad backstory involving some point where they have to kill someone. And yeah. then they become assassins, because that's just the way it works. <laughs> also, Akame's diet would make Luffy proud. Yeah, or yes. make Luffy uh, incredibly happy. <laughs> yeah. She believes in a protein-rich diet. Yeah, very, very much so. It's like, why, why are you even going to complain, man? <laughs> you have like, lost all right to complain. Though I have to admit that the minister's method of eating meat kind of makes it less appealing. Yeah, hey, let this son of a bitch. Yeah, I hope he gets the gout. Yeah, or at least an E. coli poisoning. Yeah. It's surely a coli. Well, things are certainly ramping up, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. But that's it for our Akamiga Kill Talkback this week. And now... On to the news. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com.
Kicking off the news this week, we have some late-breaking news from just earlier today. This is uh, uh, hot off the press. Like, we were talking, like, it is steaming coming from the press, and if you touch it, you will burn your hand. It's that hot. Earlier this morning, this was being Sunday, Sunday morning, Toonami's stream, the 24-7 stream that we've been talking about off and on again lately, they started encoring the entire Toonami block from Saturday nights. Whoa. Yeah. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah. No, seriously, this is insane. I... I'm not entirely sure how this works legally, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> we have been assured that Turner would not do anything that would be a legal problem. So, yeah, now you can watch Toonami. If you missed it on Saturday night, you can catch it from Sunday morning until Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern when Toonami Pre-Flight will air and then the marathon of the week because they'll keep doing the series marathons they start that on monday after pre-flight and it will run until sunday morning usually uh eight to nine episode batches that uh, there's never really a sure time when they're gonna switch what episodes are playing it's kind of annoying but yeah. won't look a gift john in the mouth <laughs> <laughs> well glad you got that joke yeah <laughs> Since the initial recording of this report, some things on the stream have already changed. This week's marathon only ran from Monday evening until Friday evening, and the marathons were longer than nine episodes each. On Friday evening, they started streaming the Block Encore once again, and this will most likely last until the next Sunday morning, unless they have decided not to encore the Block on Sunday through Monday, and only stream the Encore on the Friday before the next Block airs. We'll try our best to keep you posted on this constantly changing stream on the at Toonami News Twitter and ToonamiFaithful.com. Well, here's what I'm thinking about it is that, um, is this going to be a common practice going forward? Because the problem I see with it is that I don't want this eating into actual ratings and then turning Toonami into like an online only sort of thing. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, that's the only uh, thing I can really foresee here, and it would be a humongous problem if I think if they continue to do this because uh, Toonami really cannot afford to dilute its own audience like this. Yeah, we still encouraging you to watch Toonami on Saturday nights, but just on the mishap that you may miss episodes, watch it on Sunday through Monday. But yeah, watch that's on Saturday. This doesn't count towards Nielsen ratings, so stream yeah. only in emergencies exactly. where you might have been out of town or didn't have cable because you were at a convention or something. Or you just came home drunk as a skunk and missed everything. Yeah. <laughs> or you went to bed sick. Well, there's a lot of uses for this, such as rewatching things. Yes. But if you have a cable and satellite provider or satellite provider, please watch Tsunami on Saturday night and live tweet with us. That's still very, very important. If it's, people stop doing that, Toonami's not going to last very long. It's exactly. everything. It is everything. You are not now, to this, substitute Toonami every Saturday for the stream on Sunday and Monday. Don't make me come to your house with my belt. Now, here's the thing about this stream. And 
interestingly enough, when you try to watch all of those most recent episodes on the Adult Swim website, you have to log in with a cable or satellite provider. But this stream that runs periodically from Sunday morning until Monday evening, it does not require a cable login. That's pretty huge because they're essentially giving Toonami away for free if you are in the right region. And apparently, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I have been told it does actually work in Canada right now. But it is locked (laughs) only to the United States and Canada, but that does not stop people around the world from watching it through proxies. Yeah, I suppose that is a possibility. So I am not, I'm really, really questioning this move. The thing is, yes, it doesn't count towards the Nielsen ratings. So if you want to see things reflected on the sorts of ratings that we report on, you can't just supplement your Toonami viewing with this stream. But if you have no other means of watching Toonami, this is in fact a way to support Toonami legally. So keep that in mind. Yeah, you know we all about the legal here, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is absolutely no excuse to be pirating a stream of Toonami if you're in the U.S. Not Shut now. up, Caboose. Click cutting people off, man. <laughs> I don't know. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, uh, we caution you not to use this as a crutch, but it is pretty freaking sweet. And if you, by chance, do not have cable or satellite, this is your way to watch Toonami. And we encourage that. Please do watch Toonami if you have no other means of doing so. With that being said, moving right along. Yeah. Yes. The ratings. Moving right along. The ratings. Watch it. <laughs> yes, the Toonami ratings for the Michiko and Hachin Marathon from September 5th, which, as we remind you, was Labor Day weekend. The 18-49 ratings, Michiko and Hachin's 12 a.m. airing scored 593,000. 12.30, 500,000. 1 a.m., 412,000. 1.30, 368,000. 2 a.m., actually up a little, 383,000. 2.30, the same 383,000. And at 3 a.m., 343,000. The total viewer ratings for those times, the 12 a.m. airing, 1,180,000, which is darn good for a rerun. The 12.30, 963,000. 1 a.m., 758,000. 1.30, 681,000. 2 a.m., 681,000. 2.30, 586,000. And 3 a.m., 580,000. Expected. I think we can determine that Michiko and Hachin kind of needs the help of the other shows. Yeah. <laughs> but... I think it did very well for being all by its lonesome on a holiday weekend. Interestingly enough, the first hour of that marathon did better than the first hour of the DBZ Kai marathon on July 4th weekend. Wow. That's saying a lot. Then again, it did have the advantage of having the uh, stripper episode leading off the block. You ain't got no jiggle! Fake don't quake! (laughs) <laughs> I yeah, that sure did. Still my favorite Monica line ever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she does have some minimal lines in that freaking show. She does. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
So I would say marathons, uh, even shows that people wouldn't expect would do super great, seem to be working out just fine. So get used to them. <laughs> but you see why Darrell and I were going nuts when we saw this show getting acquired by by Toonami. I'm sitting there like, oh, yes, years dude. upon years of campaigning, campaigning. finally. <laughs> And the screams that came out of us, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember that, man. It's like, oh! Like girls in the 60s who had just seen the Beatles for the first time. <laughs> I know, that Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a drummer, what can I say? <laughs> and now, let's talk about this week, where we had a phenomenal trending night. I, it's not a spoiler to night. say that we trended everything, but we we did more than trended everything. <laughs> we trended everything at once, just about. Yeah, pretty close. So the United States trends were hashtag Toonami. This trended during Akamega Kill on the West Coast, Michiko and Hachin on the West Coast, Sword Art Online on the West Coast, Shippuden on the West Coast, One Piece on the East Coast and the West Coast, and Attack on Titan on the West Coast. And apparently at one point it made number one. Damn. Hashtag DBZ Kai also made number one. Hashtag Akami Got Kill, also during the West Coast airing, also made number one. Hashtag Michiko and Hachin, also during the West Coast airing, and it also made number one. Hashtag Sword Art Online 2, also during the West Coast airing, and also made number one. Hashtag Shippuden, best at number four. Hashtag One Piece, also during the West Coast airing, best at number four. And Attack on Titan, best at number four. We also had Worldwide Trends. Woohoo! Got Kill managed number two worldwide. And Michiko and Hachin managed number one worldwide. Wow! Now, people, me and Jim are just going to gloat a little bit more. Just a little bit. it's worth being on Toonami. We That's told right. you so. So. <laughs> and by extension, Monica Rial told us so as well. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of all that, on Google Plus, we trended hashtag SAO. Mm, isn't that lovely? Google Plus, yep. Which I can't wait until you die, Google Plus. You piece of. <laughs> Why did you have to that. ruin YouTube? <laughs> Though yeah. it is how we do the absolution session when we do. Yeah. Is it time for me to go on my tangent? <laughs> Your tangent. <laughs> yeah, go what? ahead. No, it's not. It's never time for me to go on it because <laughs> it, it would take up maybe four to five podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's why we don't let you go on tangents. I know. <laughs> Especially since I get the feeling you're going to start using technical jargon that nobody aside from tech heads would know. Exactly. Shout out to Jose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't like you right now, Jose. You get you know what I'm doing right now, right, Jose? You know me. You see the middle finger, don't you? <laughs> hey, YouTube. So, as we mentioned, there were times where multiple shows were trending. So many, in fact. Oh, man. Like, there's a whole lot of instances of two shows and three shows, even four shows, but it got up to five shows and Toonami trending. Go it Toonami was, uh, Rangers! It was a show trending orgy. 
Oh. And but, on a night with football. I know, right? College football at that first week of Roll college time. football. That's actually kind of amazing. Or second week yeah, of college football. Yeah, you can see all the other season. trends are just uh, different football games. The power of two Nightmare Fable has now been absolute. Thou shalt not trend before Toonami Fable. <laughs> what what a way to kick off the fall. Mm-hmm. I know. Good job, everybody. Keep it up. Exactly. More we, can't ex- we can't expect something like this every week, but we can definitely say that uh, it's possible. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. With that out of the way, we're on to some miscellaneous talkbacks. The first one coming from Frank Full Metal regarding the new Encore stream. The Encore stream is great news. Now people who don't have cable can watch. Exactly. Just don't turn it into a crush. Exactly. Yep. Don't use that for your tsunami viewing except TV, because if you watch the stream instead of TV, well, kiss tsunami goodbye. Exactly. We need the rings, people. We need the rings like a crackhead need another hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And now on to the miscellaneous for uh, various shows. And not going to lie, there is a whole lot of Michiko and Hachin in here, because they there were just be. too many good ones. <laughs> it, yeah. First from Josh Knighton. Just watch. Frieza's next form will be a Toyota Prius with horns. Heck, he's transformed into everything else. Well, now we know what that alien offspring from Prometheus was influenced by. I know. Beep, beep. <laughs> the Prius. <laughs> I hate that car so much. Yeah, Ford next Focus up. Electric is better. <laughs> next up from Phantom Star 64. So Dandy finds his way into Michiko and Hodgins' universe as a news reporter. Pionium. I know. Yeah. <sighs> you know how I go, Bay. Yeah. All about the booty. Can't be a bounty hunter forever. <laughs> I was definitely having flashbacks to a merry wagon. A merry <laughs> companion is a wagon in space, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Love Dungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not even the same episode, but I. <laughs> I just wanted to say it, that's all. I sure did enjoy watching those last episodes of Space Dandy again, because it's been a while since I've seen them. Mm. Absolutely. It was Good and delicious. Stuff. And now that marathon is gone. Sad. But you can pick up the second season on DVD and Blu-ray later this month. Yeah, baby. Is season two on Netflix yet? I don't know. It was supposed to be. There was some report that said it was going to be on Netflix. I don't know. Don't know what happened. Check. Let me check real quick. This is how I check if things are on Netflix. I just load the app on my phone. And then I search. And he types away. That's a loud phone. I know, that's right. Real professional there, Sketch. That is <laughs> me typing on my mechanical keyboard. You know what? I'm going to take a wind spoon and pop you across your hands, man. I swear I am. <laughs> you know what? You sound like you might like that too much. Nope. Not there yet. Maybe they decided not to. It's my anchor face. <laughs> I also wonder if maybe it was intended to be for international Netflix. Because other Netflix around the world have played Space Dandy. So... Possibly. And not everybody's Netflix is the same in every country. Yeah. No, no, no. They are all very different. Because international cinema is like that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway. More talkbacks. 
Lord Terminal writes in, no circus is complete without a boxing kangaroo. Jackie Licks! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. At TKA256 writes in, Michiko and Hachin, by what I imagine is evil South American magic, never has a bad episode. The two back together was cool. Yes, it was. Yes, indeed. Yes, there is certainly something going on that makes Michiko and Hachin so good. But we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah, but it's always good to revisit it when it's warranted. Mm-hmm. Jafis and Craig writes in, Is it just me, or did Michiko sound like baby cakes as she talked to Hachin half-conscious hanging on that rope? <laughs> 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 Come on, let me go. Be okay. Be okay. Let me go, Hachin. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> And once again, Josh Knighton, even Hotchin is a better black person than every black person in a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> Boom! Yes. And she's mm. a, a white zillion. <laughs> no, nah, I think Jim pulls it off being a better black person. <laughs> He's just real light-skinned. Some of them black people you just can't forget in a Tyler Perry movie. It's like in Space Jam. Larry's not white. Larry's clear. <laughs> By the way, I don't do basketball shoutouts, but rest in peace, Moses Malone. Right on. We're here. We gotta do it. There's no way around it. It's like getting a needle. Mm -hmm. Won't be pleasant, <laughs> but it'll be over before you know it. Oh, needles. Mm, yes, I'm not a fan. Mm. It doesn't a fan bother me. Fan of needles. Eight. Doesn't it's... bother me because I got uh, six tattoos. Oh. I can deal with the pain. But I actually like that kind of pain. You've actually got that kind. Of, you've actually got like that. A couple protective layers. Me, there's nothing there. <laughs> hey. hey every time they draw blood, they can't freaking find the vein. You probably Assholes. have broken veins. I've never had any issues when drawing blood. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's what has kept me from getting uh, a physical. <laughs> Man, Let's look. get physical. physical. Turn your head and cough. <laughs> I used to hate that for football physicals, man. <laughs> and don't, you know, the last time female doctors, man, and, you know, the pants dropped and then there was a, <gasps> it's like, man, don't, don't do this. <laughs> this never happens to me. I swear. <laughs> it was just a gas, man. And then, you know, they got my weight. Then coach was like, yeah, somebody solid this year. I was like, it weighs in one. <laughs> okay, tangent time over with that. Let's get this over hey, with. Yeah, we're delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Here we go. This week's Sword Art Online 2 recap. Sword Art Online 2, episode 22, The End of the Journey. Three days later, after the incident at the Monument of the Swordsman, Asuna tries asking Siune about Yuki's behavior. She responds that Yuki is trying to avoid Asuna for her own sake, and asks Asuna to forget about the sleeping nights before logging out herself. At school, Asuna meets up with Kazuto, who gives her the address to a hospital where a medical full-dive machine, the Medicuboid, was being tested. At the hospital, Asuna meets Dr. Kurahashi, Yuki's supervisor, who explains the Medicuboid's usage for patients in terminal care. 
Gurahashi then reveals that Yuki is suffering from AIDS due to an infection via blood transfusion during her mother's complicated labor. Gurahashi reveals that Yuki has been living inside the Medicaboid for three years straight. Asuna breaks down in tears after learning about Yuki's elder sister, who died the year before. Seeing this, Yuki communicates with Asuna via the Medicuboid, asking her to meet at the place where they first met in ALO. Asuna uses the Omnisphere that is located in the next room over to log into the game and rushes to Yuki's location. There the two talk, during which Yuki expresses her wish to be able to do things like attend school. And that reminds Asuna of a way that she can. You know what's bullshit? <laughs> you know well, what's hey, you know boss. what's bullshit? How come every single freaking character that you know every secondary character they're all in the same area? They play an online game. Why aren't they freaking playing with you know people overseas and whatnot? I mean, why do they always have to be in the same town or? general vicinity why do you see the same three things in dot hack <laughs> <laughs> yeah see well it certainly is convenient yeah a way to cut back on the animation it's budget. a plot device nah it, I've a lot just... of plot devices going on here many of them poor but I'll elaborate on that soon enough Right. Let me get my thoughts out of the way here. Uh, I feel like maybe this was a bit more impactful the first time that I saw it. But at the same time, I, I honestly forgot how terrible the explanation of how she got AIDS was. Yeah. Mm. That's... Wow. Uh, so they messed up and gave her mother blood tainted with HIV which then infected her mother and everyone else in her family, including her and her twin sister, being born. Which had already been out of the womb, and we can only assume that she was still connected via umbilical cord. But I don't believe that blood is transferred via the umbilical cord. Uh, actually, it is. It is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now, it they, is. Um, you got blood and nutrients and oxygen going through the umbilical cord. Okay. But that still doesn't... I'm sorry, I'm trampling on your sketch. <laughs> Can we please sue this hospital? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How lazy is the business and infrastructure of Japan in the future? What this was allegedly it? happened in 2011. But even by then, yeah. that still wouldn't happen. No. Also, how come they don't have some kind of magical cure for AIDS in the future? I know. I don't know. It really, it could have been any disease whatsoever. Any kind of terminal disease. I I don't disagree with the choice to make her terminally ill. I do disagree with how they executed it. Yeah, a bad blood transfusion through AIDS when, you know, testing the blood is more relevant and actually put into practice these days yeah. to avoid that. Which you yeah. can detect it, it even yeah. today. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, the lamest excuse that they really did give was this was a strand of AIDS that was just really just resistant to drugs altogether. They are strands that are very strong and resistant to drugs, but 
the thing is, being that I do have somewhat of a medical and biology background, it's just a little bit unbelievable for me to believe this at this point because you're looking at so many years in the future. Yeah, there has to be some kind of development where you can even find something that kind of subdues even a strain that's still resistant to um, drugs. Inject the money. <laughs> okay, Magic <Yeah>. Johnson. <laughs> Back to the basketball references. That yeah. wasn't even a basketball reference. <laughs> Borderline sure. basketball. Okay. Thank you, South Park. Yeah, so this show is clearly trying to evoke your emotions. And I don't know how well it's actually accomplishing that. Uh, there have been times in SAO that I, I legitimately felt something. And this feels a bit forced to me. Mm. You know, even though it's forced, it deal is still kind of pull at the heartstrings because you look at the condition. You know. Oh, it's you, sad. Yeah, it's, it's especially sad when you see her withered. Yeah, her body. Her, her body is like, oh man. It's like the yeah. head, man. No wonder she doesn't ever get out of the manicuboid. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like this wasn't handled tastefully. It was handled better in the normal heart, where there was no AIDS medication. <laughs> yeah. So, but. I have my own thoughts, and unfortunately, and well, I actually took the time to write them down, so I've got that, I don't know, I kind of have a Jon Stewart monologue going right here. <laughs> so, give me that music. So, Sword Art Online has lurched from one colossal storytelling failure to another. Like a one-dimensional football team, Sword Art only has one emotional note, and that is to beat people over the head with a forced reveal until the hobbit tears start flowing. Yuki's big reveal from last night was not a sad moment to me, because it feels so forced. We have been given no time to know anything about Yuki, aside from the fact that she's played ALO a lot. An exposition dump like what we got is not character development. Having AIDS is not character development. And don't even get me started on the medical fallacy of Yuki's entire family contracting HIV from one blood transfusion. Not to mention the silliness of that giant Star Trek machine keeping Yuki alive. Even if you like Sword Art Online, to hand-wave this forced and wholly stupid plot point shows why some fans don't respect Sword Art Online fans. The quote-unquote haters want you to acknowledge when something is stupid. No amount of external research, correspondence courses, and book piracy that may be used to explain many other instances of Sword Art stupidity can excuse this one. Yuki being revealed as having AIDS is not an emotional scene, and even worse, it once again shows the disrespect that the Sword Art Online writers have for those who actually do suffer with those illnesses. I've gone on record as saying how badly I thought they handled Kirito and Sinon's post-traumatic stress disorder. I've gone on record of saying how horrible it is that they use rape as a plot device. Twice. And despite all that, now is the time when we have reached a nadir in this anime's storytelling. Contrasting Yuki's story, Bellamere's death in One Piece is an emotional scene because the viewer was given the chance to know her. We understood her motivations, her pathos, her relationship to Nami and Nojiko, and how much they meant to her. One Piece executed that flashback in just two episodes. Less 
than this entire Mother's Rosario arc, more time of which could've and should've been used to build up Yuki a bit more, giving us an actual character to develop. And guess what? You could still do that without taking the focus off of Asuna. On a different point, one of our followers, who is Sword Art's most strident defender, and you know who you are, asked a question to the tune of, South Park did an AIDS episode, why does that get a pass? Because South Park is a comedy. And comedies are allowed to get away with ass polls like that. A show that is presenting itself as a super ethereal drama like Sword Art is not. It is not South Park's role to create a dramatic storyline, which is what makes it so shocking when South Park does go that route. South Park also has a middle-aged man posing as Lord and a sentient trapper keeper that turns Cartman into the giant fetus monster from the end of Akira, but I digress. I saw more than a few other people mentioning stuff about why AIDS is okay, not okay, but cancer is. But this shows a fundamental failure to understand that this isn't about what Yuki is afflicted with. It's about the character and the story behind them, of which Yuki barely has any. For a final point... One tweet I read says, and I quote, For anyone not to even think that Sword Art Online has emotional scenes and moments like this episode, they seriously don't know what it makes a great anime. And neither do the people who wrote this show. Emotional moments alone do not make an anime. It goes a lot deeper than that. Evangelion is a great anime because it has great characters and is ripe to be picked apart and analyzed beyond its nonsensical Judeo-Christian symbolism and narrative that falls apart in the last few episodes. <laughs> Does it have emotional moments? Yes. But the characters are strong enough to make those moments hit home, like when Misato hears a voicemail from Kaji after she's forced to kill him. Escaflone is a great anime because it tells a timeless story. Sure, it's rife with its own emotional moments, but it has far better characters and that intriguing love triangle between Hitomi, Vaughn, and Alan Shazar. Again, the characters and story are strong enough to make the emotional moments count. Using a different example, Space Dandy shows utter genius in its execution explaining away its episodic nature in the last episode, despite its characters being the same silly folks they were at the beginning of the show. Sword Art, on the other hand, gives you a moment and says, BE SAD BECAUSE WE TELL YOU TO, DAMMIT! Hurting the show further is its insistence on one-off characters, and to make a decision to kill off a character in Yuki we have been given the chance to know next to nothing about is a puzzling one at that. As many storytelling transgressions as Sardart has committed, this is the final nail in the show's coffin. And it comes as no surprise whatsoever to me. This isn't about being a Sardart online hater. This is about calling the show what it is. Stupid. Bring on Parasite in two weeks. <laughs> Ooh, man, damn, Jim. <laughs> you know, I just kind of want to ball up in the corner now, but... <laughs> but... You but know, it's pretty, right? <laughs> oh, hey, yes, uh, it's pretty, and it sounds good. I'm surprised you. I'm surprised you didn't make the mirror, um, the um, reference of Shishka Yasuri and Togami and um, Katana Gatari. Ah, uh, yes. Well, there's that. Yes, but uh, because Katana yeah. Gatari is also so much more focused, and I had to want to select anime that a lot more people would know. So. Yeah, good point. But so, but you still get where I'm going with that, though. Yes. Still, <laughs> The motion in the. We just spoil a bunch of other anime, Jim. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Deal with it. We got the statute of limitations on those. Um, and in the words of Shinji, 
I'm so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked. <laughs> you know what, Jim? That was pointedly put. Yes. I could say the better myself, sir. Thank you. I, I tip my hat to you. I Very tip well my done. hat to you, but I haven't got a hat. <laughs> tip your invisible cap, then. <laughs> and with the flick of my wrist. <sighs> well, so. hard to top that, Jim, but we got some talk back, so I'm going to read them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First one from Lore Terminal. Simple question. Am I a bad person for not thinking that this was forced drama like most people do? Simple answer, no. You're not a bad person. Refer back to what Jim just said. Exactly. This isn't about uh, the illness or, you know, all this. It's about how clunky and amateurish the storytelling is. You're not a bad person for not thinking it, but I question your narrative awareness. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's sad. So yeah. It's sad, but for no other reason than be sad because we tell you to. Yeah. I see no reason to get sad. Like, okay, what do I know about Yuki? Okay, she plays this game a lot. Okay, what else about her? Uh, yeah, why don't we just... <laughs> we have an uh, elder sister that kind of resembled Asuna. Which is why she called her big sis, but at the same time, it's like... At this point, I was uh, I was so blown away by how stupid this revelation was, I couldn't bring myself to care anymore. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how does this... Do they have fact-checkers? Does this... Like... What is wrong with... It's all right, Jim. It's all right. It's all right. Just, just calm down. You know, you kind of need to go... <laughs> the go stupidity the has rendered me speechless. Uh, I guess you can and go. And yet you keep talking. Because I'm trying to form a cogent thought, and nothing happens. It's, it's okay. No, I I don't think it's shameful for anybody to feel something when they see this. That's fine. I mean, different things affect different people differently. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different. Can I say different enough? Different. <laughs> well, I'm going to be saying How many different ways phrase? can I say different? <laughs> um, you need more language. Many. Various, several... Um, Multiple. <laughs> yes. Those are many different ways to say different. Many, 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 many. Aren't you just a thesaurus? <laughs> I try to be synonym. Super serial. <laughs> but we had a few other folks who felt very similar that this was a meaningful and uh, gut-wrenching episode. Mm -hmm. So a few more positive talkbacks. At Inuyasha-san87 writes in, When I watched this episode last year in the sub-format, the Yuki bombshell really hit my heartstrings. AIDS are no joke. No, no they are AIDS. AIDS is no joke. No. Is. Use the right grammar now. AIDS are, are referring to a person, okay? Mm -hmm. Get that right now, pumpkin. Mm -hmm. And Derek Sicknick writes in, This episode of SAO 2 was sad. The embrace between Yuki and Asuna... Made me shed some tears. Powerful stuff there. If it affects you that way, I respect that. But again, at the same time, I have to say it again. It this is no this is a sad moment for the purpose of only having a sad moment. It's Don't worry, Jim, there's plenty of people who will agree with you. Just <laughs> let me continue. Yes. I just have to reiterate that point because I can't see it any other way. JFSN Craig writes in, was anyone actually surprised that Yuki was dying? 
The show totally telegraphed its punch episodes ago. She's <laughs> got a point. Yep. I mean, you may not have known for sure that she was dying, but you knew something was up. Yeah. But there was also the fact that there's only two results that will happen to a new character in Sword Art. They will either join Kirito's harem, fade into the back, fade into the background, or die. Yeah, just like a red shirt on the Star Trek away team. Mm-hmm. You gonna die? He's dead, Jim. Yes, I know. Stop it! Stop telling me these things, McCoy. And Frank Fullmetal, also noting the logical fallacy, I love SAO, but I don't understand how doctors could give Yuki a bad blood sample with their advanced technology. Thank you, Frank. Indeed. Yes. It's see, see, even a Sword Art Online fan can see through that if he takes the rose-colored fan glasses off for just a second. The rose-colored fan glasses while watching rose Mother's Rosario. <laughs> I hate you. And at Star Lord, Star Overlord cuts it deep. You know, it really says something when I'm able to feel more emotion towards a boat than an AIDS patient. I said <laughs> mostly the same thing. <laughs> I said I felt more stuff when they sent, they gave the Mary a Viking funeral. Because, well, it's not exactly fair because they have had a, they've had the going Mary for a really long time, like, you know, 150, almost 200 episodes. But at the same time, the going Mary didn't have any speaking roles until the end. And really, the going Mary was just there for a while. And we only had this revelation at the beginning of the Water 7 arc, and then it just fades off into the background, and then it comes up again. So, for something to have been revealed that long ago, and then to have it come back and still matter as an emotional moment, as a storytelling moment, as a character moment, that is pretty damn good writing. And still a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Well, oh, Usopp did love that boat very much. Well, he had a reason to love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> one can also assume that Mary also loved that boat very much at one point. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. <laughs> Hope he washed it first. Oh, God. <laughs> and on an amusing, if not disturbing note, Josh Knighton writes in, Is Kirito trying to turn Yui into a Tachikoma? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to make a Ghost in the Shell reference, but I just held back. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are seriously. talking about they are talking about full dive, and I'm pretty sure there is a term like that in Ghost in the Shell. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. So, ha. Huh. You know, for lack of better words, man, how come, they, you know, when you Don't look at put this... put Yui in a robot body. <laughs> do it. No. Don't do it, man. No. I was just going to say, why not just put her consciousness in ALO and just let it live there right along with uh, Yui? Well, I was thinking to myself, um, don't put Yui in a robot body because we know exactly what happened the last time that was done. We got Evangelion. <laughs> uh. Daddy! Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> No, I uh, I think it would be a bit disturbing to have Yuki live on in just 
data. Yeah. <laughs> She'd turn into Gladys and kill everybody. <laughs> nah. <laughs> when you go X machine on it. Yeah. Uh, so, something like that. Yeah, I yeah. can't help but think anything other than either Eva or Portal 2. <laughs> Both. Alright! So you might be wondering why Asuna was all like, you can go to school! Well, you'll find out in the next episode. But, yes. they're, uh, they've been sprinkling in stuff that uh, a certain other character has been tinkering with that would allow such things to happen. Also, if you've seen, maybe, yeah, if you've even seen the short version of the ending sequence for this arc, you probably can guess what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Can, but, I, can I say that one word then? What? Mechatronics? Mecha, 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 actually been very useful this arc he's been useful and he stayed out of the way yeah though one could argue his usefulness is oddly convenient yeah i know when it's supposed to be like the most inopportune time for somebody so like well i just looked up this uh medical research lab and eh, probably might be a lead maybe i don't know we i don't all know people. he called it a favor <laughs> you know how modest kirito is yeah, it might work. I don't know. Let me give it a try. Oh, look at that. It worked better than expectations. Draw him deep into the waifu. The founder, of course. The waifu trap. Mm, and she's nearby. Mm. <laughs> How convenient. Yes, very convenient. Mm. Mm. Too much plot convenience, SAO. Mm, I can only bullshit. handle so much. <laughs> you know, it's just like... Sometimes I could just say with this plot holes and shit, it's just like the school slut, just too easy. <laughs> or the town bicycle. Everybody's had a ride. Had a ride. <laughs> I can ride my bike with no handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put it this way. Um, Sword Art fans who might be listening to this podcast, we aren't ganging up on you. We aren't hating. We are calling it like we see it. And if exactly. you can't accept that, then just... You've got to grow a thicker skin. You have to learn to accept criticism. Exactly. I I I got a thick skin when it comes to people talking about bleach all the time. I got a thick skin talking for people talking about Evangelion. Exactly. All right. That does it for our SAO recap. There are only two left before Parasite. Woohoo! Just in time for Halloween and organ stimulation. Woohoo. <laughs> you gotta still love that one. Thank you, Sketch. You know, I totally goofed last week when I said, what do you think of the timing of the year for Parasite? What I meant to say was Intruder. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the timing for Intruder? Yeah. Which is in November. Yeah. And yeah, Yay. my bad there. And I, when I re-listened to it, editing the podcast recently, I was like, oh, why did I say Parasite instead of Intruder? No wonder that didn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know. I think I might have just been drinking skips, so I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, last week's show was a bit uh, loose. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was going to say fast and loose, but it ended up being about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so it sure wasn't fast. I guess we can call that a show. Uh, I know we're putting off emails again, but I really got to... Like, 
actually read through the emails and check the grammar and stuff. Make sure they're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not for all the emails, but for a decent amount of them. And we understand some folks uh, that write in English is not their first language or any other thing that could uh, be the cause other than laziness. Not everybody's lazy, just Paul. Read my mind. Had to get one in. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> yes. I find that shallow and pedantic. Oh, Caboose, you've been uh, about as quiet as usual. Really? No, oh, shut up. You talk too much. You never shut up. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe I could do a dance. But we no. wouldn't be able to see you. This is me dancing. Yeah. Mm. I can visualize it. Shake it. Okay, it looks well, about let me, as... Let me looks, get a dollar meal. Hold on. Shake looks like a hikikomori version of the truffle shuffle. <laughs> oh, there you go. Come on, shake it, baby. Shake, shake it. He's too skinny to do the trouble. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> but I'm that's not. why. That's why I said it'd be a hikikomori version. Are you gonna give uh, me that dollar? No. Oh, yeah, come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people. Right now, I am <laughs> shaking a dollar in caboose. <laughs> Gotta work for that dollar. You know, I will pull out the rest of the money, but you know, that's gonna, just, need, oh. gonna need that dollar to pay for Duelist so he can send me more tapes. Yeah. <laughs> so he could send me those tapes that he said he would send me, but he never did. Keep circulating the tapes. <laughs> I need the tapes for TDA. <laughs> Which I added two new character images for the top left. Or, yeah, top left. Yeah, so how is progress going for the Toonami Digital Arsenal overhaul? Ah. Uh, we just got a new server, so that's Ooh. great. And exciting. Uh, yeah, you'll be able to stream videos and whatnot. Uh, cool. It's got great plans in store for it, and I'm I can't wait until we can actually start on the uh, the overall look on it. We're doing the back end stuff right now, and that's it's been taking a lot of time. Yeah, baby. Plus, plus Tyler's been doing a lot of other projects. Same with Beefy, but it's all fun. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just that one guy that's just behind my computer, like asking when can I do stuff. I need <laughs> to do stuff. Help <laughs> me, help you. Let me do things. Thank you for helping us. Help you help us all. Yes, and thank you, Daryl, for flashing money. Thankfully, you're more helpful than Shell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a nice callback to the character image I added last night. Nice. I literally, right. no, I literally added it as that episode was airing. Oh, good job, like, me. Yeah. You naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> oh, I guess Hopefully, with that we can get out of here. Yeah, house cleaning time. Probably won't last long. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash Podcast. Our Twitter is at Podcast. Our Tumblr is tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. You can go to soundcloud.com backslash Podcast for the episodes. They always go up there first. And please visit podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast. 
as well as the occasional Absolution Session. I know I haven't done one in a while. And also our uh, sister show, the Toonami Show Rundown. Give those guys a listen, because they recap all the shows, and we only recap two, usually. Yeah. Got a lot of Toonami Rundown, guys. They're fun. I like going on their show. Yeah, I need to, get, I need to go it's back on there again. I haven't been on that show yet. <laughs> you need to, man. They tried to steal Sketch, and I pulled out the gun, and they stopped. it's like sketches eyes nope and if you enjoy what we do and want to support us you can do so by going to our patreon patreon.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast you can read all about that at the site please do we love your supports and we want to be able to keep doing what we do and expanding our coverage yes please do i've started working again but it's not the panacea so (laughs) <laughs> as much yeah. as I like to throw money around. Yeah, my work hours have suddenly gotten stable again, thank goodness. But, uh, yeah. Y'all know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Doing that sweaty boob money at the, Don't at remind the library. Me of Dude, I think last week, man, it, it happened five times, man. Gross. And I just wanted to say, you nasty bro. Why you you just pray for winter, don't you? Dude, it, it's cooler now, man. <laughs> it is. It is. No, I love the weather. I love it. I can actually sleep. Dude, I yeah, like hot yeah, weather, man. This, nice. this, but that right there, boob sweat is just wrong. I have to wash my hands like five or six times, man. Money is the dirtiest thing I will handle all day. It is. Money is a filthy, filthy thing. You don't know where it's been. Mm, Maybe cash, but... Coins. Coins, too, but maybe not, you know, the digital monies. Well, the digital money is filthy in a different way. Dude, the lady pulled a credit card out of her boob, man. It felt slimy and slick. (laughs) Oh, way to ruin digital money. Yep. And I was like, I need to start wearing gloves to work, man. Yeah, you do. <laughs> start uh, getting some bitcoins. All that sweat will be building up on your hands, and you'll be touching the books, and you'll get dust from the books on your hands. And <laughs> we got a term for that stuff, like when people bring in all uh, sweaty money and all you know books and stuff messed up. We call them flow mites. <laughs> yeah. It's an actual library term. Cool. <laughs> the more you know. And no one has had the battle. G.I. Joe. Jose on the stick. Poked up sandwiches. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, I saw uh, when I was at my best friend's house and I was looking at the available Wi-Fi connections. I knew which one was his because it was a Doctor Who reference, but somebody else... Nearby had one named Pork Chop Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I wonder. Yes, probably. <laughs> well, Caboose, tell the people where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, at Caboose Jr. And you can also ask me stuff on my ask.fm. I think that's also Caboose Jr. Yes, it is. Um, ask me stuff. Please. <laughs> and Mr. Durrell, where can they Interact find Interact with me! Never! <laughs> I will. I'll ask more questions, Caboose. And I'll terrorize you on your um, Facebook page more, too. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com. Also, you can find me on ask.fm backslash ukami seventy five. And if you wanna send me evil emails, you can do that at Darrell Maddox at tunamifaithful.com. Wow. And Jim. You can find me at zero alucard twenty seven on Twitter, Baystar underscore boy on the PlayStation Network, and on the Nintendo Network at Rinoku95. Uh, I stream games twice weekly. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to stream tonight because, well, Rick and Morty and uh, Last Week Tonight kind of take precedence like that. But uh, I will stream stuff every Friday, and uh, I always try to stream every Tuesday or Wednesday, at least twice a week. But Friday is always a definite. And also, my Twitch streams are archived at twitch.tv slash zero alucard27. I'm looking for more uh, turnout at these streams than just five people. Please. They are very interesting and fun to watch, especially when Jim commentates. <laughs> yes, I am a faithful watcher of Jim's streams when he games. Thank you. It's always appreciated. Oh, Apparently, yeah. also is Alex Von David? Yes, yeah. Alex Von David is a uh, benefactor. So. <laughs> I see people on my Xbox friends list What? On the Twitch app, watching your streams. Wow, people watch my streams. <laughs> well, on Xbox, which is BS because you don't use Xbox anymore. Well, <laughs> tough cookies. If someone wants me to, if someone wants to donate an Xbox to me, I always take donations. I take donations on individual games. If you are interested at all. Uh, let me know, and yes, let me I'm know sure someone will donate an Xbox One to you. <laughs> While they're at it, please donate a Wii U to me. I'll <laughs> donate a 360. I got like three. I have 360s. I'll take I have it. A I'll take it. I have a 360. <laughs> pay for I shipping. Don't. Are you I'll really pay for shipping? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm mostly looking for games at this point. Uh, I am looking for uh, Sega Genesis games, uh, PlayStation Two games. Mostly shoot 'em ups and stuff like that. Stuff like, uh, say, Thunder Force. Uh, top of my list is, of course, Truxton for the Sega Genesis. If you guys know any, watch Classic Game Room at all, know anything about it, that game is awesome. Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. <laughs> Why am I doing push ups? I couldn't sick picture this. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you black jam. You know what yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great song. Oh, they were, they were playing the, um, uh, the song that uh, sampled from, I think it was a Michael Jackson song. I can't remember which, but um, uh, when I went to um, the AT and T store to grab something, uh, they started playing it, and I subconsciously started uh, going Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richie Branson and Mega Ran. Yes, sir. Okay, sorry, Sketch. We went on a little tangent there. Sorry, man. Love you. It's all right. <laughs> Where can they find you, Bay? Oh, they can find me at Sketch1984 on Twitter, sketch1984.tumblr.com. And you can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can send those to sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. Thanks for tuning in every week. We love that you do that. Otherwise, why why would why why are we doing this? Because we love to hear ourselves talk, right? Yes, that's, I sure do. That's gotta be that's gotta be it. I'm being vapid and shallow like that though. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Shallow and pedantic. I, I got nothing. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Deuces! Kisses. Can I come back? No. Aww. Two in a row, man. Two in a row. Don't you dare so start getting ungrateful. Why can't I do a turkey? Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this Yo, I had both consoles My friends were envious Even though I blew money on games So I was penniless I remember times way back far When I was on the Sega Genesis Playing Fantasy Star Saved up some cash from mowing the neighbor's yard And I bought a Super Nintendo with Mario Kart I remember getting hurricane kicks in That's Ken and Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition I moved on as soon as I had permission To play Mortal Kombat as long as I cleaned the kitchen Broke, nerdy kid, never rocked the best fashion Spent my last on Chrono Trigger to X-Slash him And that was the root of my video game passion Playing classics on 16